Bitcoin has its worst quarter ever, but the bulls say 2018 will be marked by a big run. 80,000 European stores will soon have the ability to take crypto from the big four. Twitter cracks down on cryptocurrency advertisements, and blockchain voting is coming soon to one state. These stories and more are the topics from this week's top headlines. If you like news, you're going to love this special bad news episode number 108 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, Who's bad? This is Charlie Lee of Litecoin fame. I'm listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Stay bad. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious and the crypto news worthiness est is here. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Travis Wright. We're the newsiest people you know. Welcome back from the other side of the world, my friend. How you doing? Hey, you know what? I'm feeling awesome. Have no jet lag. You know, I didn't really have jet lag flying over there. Didn't really have jet lag flying back. Uh, sometimes I have lots of jet lag. Sometimes I don't have any. So it is what it is. Mr. Joe Com, I feel good. You never really adjusted to the schedule over there, though, did you? I mean, you kind of kept weird hours the whole time. Well, you know what? I like to be flexible, Mr. Joe Com. That way we can do our shows. And we had different interviews. Like I would do one interview. We had like 1, one thirty in the morning. I think I did something like 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I I did something really early one morning. Uh, and so, you know what? It's all for the show. And we're actually mixing it up a little bit on this episode, Mr. Joe Com. This, um, we had put up a, a poll in the Mastermind group, and we said, you know what? We like to keep these episodes evergreen as much as possible. And what we, re- what we would do before is we would start the show. Mr. Joe Com would write an amazing teaser and work his magic. Then what would happen is we would like go into some banter and then we would go into the news and then we would have some questions and whatnot and mix it all around. And then we would get into our feature. Well, now we're doing our feature episode. We're doing these features. We can get to them as soon as possible. And what we asked the audience, what we asked you guys was, would you like us to maybe pull out the news? Because a lot of this stuff can kind of get old and create one episode a week where we maybe do a Facebook live and then take that episode and then have a whole bunch of interesting news. That way, this becomes a must listen to every single week to hear what's going on. And this is our first shot at it. Well, and and we were supposed to go live on Facebook with this. And then we were going to take that content and give it to Aaron, uh, the tech, to produce as an episode. But Facebook changed their API yesterday. And it made it so that no third-party tools could broadcast live to groups. And we like to broadcast into the um, the Bad Crypto Mastermind group, which is at badco.in forward slash mastermind. And so because we couldn't go live, live there today we are live here right now i just checked my pulse and i'm live and travis is live and i'm living i'm I'm pretty much alive right now we're gonna we're just releasing this without the facebook aspect but hopefully the uh the folks that uh, offer up our third party broadcasting to facebook be live.tv they'll have cracked the code on working around in in with this new api so that we can go live to the mastermind starting next thursday so if ever or, or wednesday couldn't we, couldn't we just go to the the facebook page it worst case scenario and then just copy that into our group 
We could, but this is exclusive for people, you know, the people in the mastermind get first peek at it. That's one of the benefits of being in the mastermind. That's true. Maybe one day we go to Twitch and then we have our own streams and uh, we something to think about. We could do that. Something to think about. Well, lots to talk about in this week's bad news. And of course, we're calling it bad news, but it's not all actually bad news. By now, you should have figured out it's bad news because we're bad crypto. But some of the news is is not favorable and some of it is really good news. So uh, with that, let's jump into the first story. From finance.9.com.au, one of those super complicated domains because it's a finance publication uh, out of Australia. And what down under? Yeah, what they're saying is whether you're down under or up over, Bitcoin records worst first quarter in history, losing $150 billion. The sky is falling. Bitcoin has lost a staggering $150 billion worth of market capitalization and a whopping 60% off its value, Mr. Joe Calm. Yeah, so apparently in Australia, crypto hit 24000 US dollars. You know, we saw here in the States, 20000 ish was the peak. But in Australia, it hit 24000 And then it fell pretty quickly. Uh, Here in the U.S., it's been hovering around $7,000. Yeah, because they they use those crazy Australian dollars down under. You know, they're not worth as much. So, you know, there's all kinds of reasons that this is happening. But my um, non-expert analysis is that it grew way too fast. And there was way too much hype. Everybody in the media, you know, was suddenly talking about Bitcoin and people were jumping on the train and it just it rose way too fast. You know, we were talking about that when that happened because we were like, we were like, oh, when's it going to hit five grand? When's it going to hit five grand? Oh, my God, it just hit five grand. Oh, oh, look at how look at how close. Oh, eight grand. It's eight grand. It's, oh, it's going to hit 10 grand. It's going to hit 10 grand. Oh, my God, it just blew by 10 grand. It's at 12 grand. And like next thing, you know, 18 grand. And then down under, they were like, oh, my God, it's up to 24 grand. And uh, <laughs> you're having bitgasms <laughs> over there. <laughs> it was crazy. And then if you look at it, we're going, well, here we are. It's still sitting at six, seven thousand dollars. That is more than five thousand. Right. So really, it just had this anomaly. But if you look at the Bitcoin chart before this anomaly, you know, it's really sort of still just sort of trending upwards from where. It would it, you just take that big sort of anomaly out of the way. We're still moving onwards. But what's great about this? And there's we're going to chat about this in another episode. Hopefully we can have the guy on. I was talking about that article that we read about the evolution of Bitcoin and whatnot. One of the uh, one of the points the guy made was it's good that the bubble kind of burst because now all these sort of people who were looking into it, they go, oh, yeah, that Bitcoin thing, it's bursted and it's it's done. And now the news casters aren't talking about bitcoin anymore and they've put away their cameras and bitcoin's a big failure but what's great now is now it allows us more sort of in the dark right without all this hype to begin you know and continue to change the world a little bit with with this amazing technology so i think that some of the limelight being taken off of it is not a bad thing let's let this thing grow slow and strong these big huge spikes are they're just great they're not good for my heart mr joel Com. It's not good. I look at my block folio. And I'm like, oh, my God, how much did I lose today? Oh, my God, how much did I make today? Oh, my God. 
I lost so much today. Oh my god, I made so much today. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Settle down, Mr. Travis. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Settle down, there, boy. You know this article on News BTC uh, talks about the upside. Bitcoin will see a major bull run in 2018. Experts claim. Experts, you know, who are who are these so-called experts, right? What actually makes somebody a Bitcoin expert? Before we get into this article, well. Clearly, you're an expert. I'm an expert. I mean, we have a podcast and everything. Yeah, we, the not financial advisor experts. It's like an oxymoron. You're oxy. I'm the moron. What you call? What you call me? Yeah. So uh, this quote is from uh, BRD CMO and co-founder Aaron Lasher. I guess he is the alleged expert in this case, and he says the game isn't over. Digital scarcity is a major innovation in money and value, and we are in the initial stages of a multi-decade trend towards tokenization of assets. Now, I don't know if he said it like that. He 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 might have a really high voice. I don't know, but I think it sounds way more dramatic and compelling to say it like this. Yes, in a world of multi-decade trends towards the tokenization of assets. Oh, my God. This is not the first time there has been a bear market in that, you know, Bitcoin prices have pulled back 50, 60 percent. It's not the first time. Uh, and so for those who have, you know, been hodling Bitcoin for, you know, for years, this is just another, you know, blip on the radar. And if you believe, as John McAfee does, and many others do, that Bitcoin is going to 100,000 and eventually a million, this pullback from 20,000 to 6,000 is really going to be just a tiny little bump, not even a speed bump, just this tiny well, little I mean, bump. a lot of these guys, like, I mean, even when I bought some in 2015, it was like $400 a Bitcoin. And if you bought some for $400 a Bitcoin, and now it's at 6000 or 6500 you're happy. The people who are the most unhappy are the ones who bought it at 17000 and 18000 or 12000 You know, that's, that's where the challenge is. And so, you know, this market is interesting. And, you know, now when it's at one of these lows, I mean, because it's been hanging out down here, it's it's been trying to hit down to, to 6,500. It's been it's been testing that. And it's either going to bop up off of that and, and kind of pop up or it's going to bust through. And if it busts through, it looks like the next sort of for support is around five grand or maybe even in the 4,000 area. So this might this may not be the bottom. And the thing is, is that, well, if you can buy some, buy some. If you can't afford to buy any and you don't have money that you want to lose in the space, then don't buy any. There's a lot of really good deals, right? Especially in the altcoin space right now that I just can't even believe that we've seen some some of these low, low prices on some of these coins. I never thought I'd ever see prices this low on some of them. Well, you know, according to this article, although demand for ETFs, which allow institutional investors to speculate on cryptos, is pretty low. Things are are improving. Um, you know, regulation is is starting to be formed uh, amongst, you know, government officials. And it, it is seen as a necessary evil so that people take uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency seriously as a legitimate form of money. 
And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening. Just because crypto is down doesn't mean that the companies that are supporting crypto, that are basing their models on crypto, have stopped working. You know, they're they're working on, on these blockchain technologies and moving forward regardless of the price. It's like, you know, when the price of a company goes down into the tank, they don't go, well, everybody go home. We're just going to shut it all down. No, they're, they're, they're focused on their business model and uh, setting out to do what they set out to do. And that's what's happening in the crypto world. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing with, with Ethereum that I've noticed is like here we have all these ICOs that have collected all of this Ethereum and they need to liquidate, they need to liquidate that Ethereum, right? And so there's these big, huge companies that are selling lots and lots of Ethereum. And now we're sitting at a price, like what's the price right now of Ethereum? I don't even know. It's like, oh, $375 right now, under $400. That's like a pretty good price for Ethereum. So you do have these people who are dumping them. There is people who manipulate it, like these whales that have a whole bunch of Bitcoin. Then they can basically put these big sale orders in to make it look like a big sale is going to happen. And then the price ends up dropping and then they take away their sale or they're, they're doing all kinds of stuff to manipulate the market. So I would like to see some of that stuff clean up, cleaned up. Um, I don't want a whole lot of over the top government regulation because I think that kills innovation, but we definitely need to clean up some of this, uh, this shenanigans for sure. We don't want our regulation over the top. We want it under the bottom, you know, just, okay. just in the right place. Uh, McAfee in the news again, he has, he often is CCN, dot com not that other site i don't i don't know that we would bring any news in from that other um site that has c's that has c's and n's in it yeah because that, that's that's fake news uh this here i don't know is is just an opinion piece john mcafee's million dollar bitcoin price bet just hit a major technical hurdle uh, basically they're looking at a bitcoin price prediction tracker that you know someone is using it's a kind of a technical analysis tool and saying well the the consequences of uh this may be more than mcafee can stomach <laughs> there's all kinds of puns actually in this uh this piece here and speculation you know in this market is unlike any other markets because this is an all-new asset class this is the Bitcoin doesn't track with any other type of asset class. Uh, this is all new. You know what? That, that whole story about McAfee eating his dick on TV to me is just so crazy because like after you get your dick cut off, like, are you hungry? I don't even know that I could be stomach to eat any food because I would be in such pain. I don't know. It seems weird. <laughs> Next in the news, uh, I, I, I love this news right here from the Independent Republic. Big four, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, and Litecoin to gain adoption uh, of crypto in 80,000 European stores. That's a, that's a whole lot of, of companies and merchants, Mr. Jolcom. Uh, a new partnership between CoinGate and PrestaShop, CoinGate's a crypto payment gateway that allows businesses to accept Bitcoin and altcoins for payments. And PrestaShop is an open source e-commerce solution that is used in a quarter of a million stores worldwide. 80,000 of them are going to, through this partnership, be able to uh, accept cryptocurrency for payments in Europe. So 
pretty much it means consumers can use any crypto they want that's in the CoinGate portfolio. And currently, that includes Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin, Dash, and 50 other popular alternative coins. Wow. So CoinGate has 1,500 accounts across the globe, 50,000 users. PrestaShop has been around since 07, and they have more than a quarter million online stores in newly in nearly 200 countries. So, you know, they're starting to open that up. And wow, there could be a whole lot of stores out there accepting Bitcoin and a whole lot of people going, oh, yeah, there's Bitcoin again. Because that's what happens, man, is that these consumers who haven't adopted or are familiar with crypto yet, they'll, they'll start seeing it in more and more places like, oh, I could buy here with Bitcoin, buy here with Bitcoin, buy here with Bitcoin. They're going to start seeing it more and more and more in all these different places. And it's going to start being bedded in their minds. And eventually, they're going to want to get some Bitcoin of their own. And that's that's how we start gaining mass adoption and stuff you like know, this. You th- know, this kind of reminds me of, of Newton's law of motion, right? An object at rest stays at rest and an object in motion stays in motion with the same speed and in the same direction unless acted upon by an unbalanced force, which are an equal and opposite force. And, uh, you know, the whole blockchain revolution, again, regardless of the price of crypto, this is moving forward. This is not unless governments put the kibosh on it and they say, stop it. And they're not, you know, they're they're looking at ways to regulate it. But most governments in the free world are not saying stop it. And some governments are getting more and more open to blockchain and crypto. And so you don't have to be a psychic to know the future of blockchain. Um, not a financial advisor, not even a blockchain advisor. In fact, I don't even take my own advice half the time. But I'm looking at this and going, this is here to stay. This is in motion. It's not stopping. And uh, we're in this for the long haul. And I just want to throw in there because, you know, in physics, mass energy equivalent states that anything having mass has an equivalent amount of energy and vice versa. You know, I want to make an Albert Einstein reference, so I sound smart, too. Well, you are. That means you're having less impact because your mass is decreasing. Mm, Right. We're talking about my mass. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Here's such a mass. (laughs) From the Coinbase blog. This is really interesting news. Coinbase, it has the intention They're not doing it yet, but they're going to be supporting ERC-20 assets in the coming months. Um, ERC-20 assets are tokens that are built on Ethereum smart contracts. So many of the companies that are building dApps, many of the companies that we have featured in our ICO spotlights have created their tokens on the ERC-20 platform. So that opens it way up to the number of tokens that could be traded on Coinbase and GDAX. Yeah, most likely it would be GDAX is what it seems like would be. They say they say Coinbase. I mean, how handy would that be to see some of our favorite tokens like EOS or some of these other ones that are ERC-20 tokens that people can basically just get your fiat, boom, buy some of this, buy some of that. That's really what that's really what it needs. I mean, with, but the fact that you can only get four types of coins on Coinbase and they're a several billion dollar company at this point, and they they only they're only selling four cryptos. You know they can open this up to these ERC twenties. That is just going to open up to so many different types of tokens. Um, that can be well, pretty they're awesome. selling three cryptos and B cash. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. 
Speaking of trash, um, Twitter is banning cryptocurrency ads uh, as the uh, online crackdown against us evil crypto people uh, continues. Yeah, it's really funny. Somebody in the mastermind posted an ad that they saw on Facebook for an IPO for a stock, right? A new company that was going mm-hmm. public and, and Facebook has no problem with, you know, uh, investors investing in, in stocks, but, uh, because those could never be scams. There's, you know, that's, that's impossible. There's no scams in the stock world. That would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, well, those penny stocks are, there's, they've been all kinds of penny stock scams. No. You, you've seen the, the wall street. I mean, that movie was ba- that dude jo- Jordan Belfort. His whole career was built penny stocks. I think his, his whole career is, is still built on well, at least part of that, not the penny stock part. Mm. But uh, yeah, people still listen to that guy. Um, not sure why, but so because he's so enthusiastic. Yeah, that's all it takes. the uh, The prohibition will cover advertising of ICOs, crowdfunding used to raise cash by creating new coins, as well as token sales, is what Twitter says, and they are rolling this out over the next 30 days and they're also banning ads from crypto exchanges crypto wallets unless they are public companies listed on certain major stock markets because you know you know you wouldn't want anybody going on twitter deceived about anything because that that never happens right it never happens at all uh dissenting points of view never get censored on twitter either it didn't say anything about crypto podcast mr joe i didn't but i don't want to honestly i I don't want to give twitter any of my money that's true. They don't. Need they don't. They don't. They, yeah. Uh, so there's that. And they joined both Facebook and Google in banning uh, crypto advertisements. And, you know, for for people that want to sponsor, that leaves them few choices, especially if they have ICOs. You know, where, where are you going to go? It seems like you'd have to look far and wide if you have a really good project to find a, an outlet in the crypto space that you could advertise. I, I just don't know where to even look. I don't, I don't know either. You know, if, if only somebody would, would do a spotlight episode each week where they would showcase some of these top ICOs, I mean, that would that'd probably be pretty You know, valuable. they could probably find out more if they wrote badcryptopodcasts at gmail.com and, and maybe our team could point them in the right direction. Yeah, there's some places that we can, there's some links we could send. Now, those, uh, those Frenchy French, uh, not in France, but in Quebec, eh? Um, they, uh, this story came out on Crypto Daily. Quebec halts all new cryptocurrency mining operations. So if you're not already mining in the Canadian province, then uh, guess what? You can't. Mm. You know, now Quebec, they have some pretty cheap electricity up there. There's an abundance of it. They have some hydroelectric stuff going on up there. And I think there's been a bunch of companies that have moved up there solely to do cryptocurrency mining, and they want to stop that. They want to say, hey, there's there's too much uh, electricity starting to be utilized, and it's uh, I guess it's sucking up all their juice. Oh, by the way, this article I just now saw was written by Charlie Shrem. Um, Charlie, we'd love to have you on the show. Charlie was, you know, in, in Bitcoin as a, a pioneer. Um, since uh, 2011, he found BitInstant, which was the first uh, Bitcoin company. He founded the Bitcoin Foundation. And Charlie, well, you need to you need to come on Bad Crypto and and let's talk about all this Bitcoin stuff. This is a call to Charlie. Calling Charlie, uh, domestic cryptocurrency mining operations are on the rise. With all the talk of all offshore applicants being denied, the number of domestic cryptocurrency mining operations has been on the rise. 
Hydro Quebec Distribution Company has been entertaining. Now I'm turning to Russian. Plenty of requests from you did. You let us, That was Russian. <laughs> Russian, French, Russian. It's like mixing those two salad dressings and you don't know what you have it. And, and it becomes Heinz 57, basically. Uh, but it, there's a lot of individuals that have been consuming over 5,000% of their regular electricity usage in households. And so, you know, there, there's like, mm, something's going on in this house. They're, you know, lighting up the whole town here. And uh, we're going to we're going to shut that down. Normally now, people who would use that much electricity are, are is like growing pot in their attic. Really? Or something. Probably. That's a lot. Five thousand percent of their regular electricity usage. That's I a lot. I wouldn't think maybe that. maybe that's what they'll say. It's like, no, 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 we're not mining. We're just growing pot. I wouldn't think that grow lights would, would have anywhere, you know, near that type of power <laughs> usage. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of power. Telegram's got the power. They have raised $1.7 billion in their coin offering. $1.7 billion? That's crazy. They, they raised $850 million from 94 investors in March and they, uh, to add to $850 million that they got in February. And they may pursue one or more subsequent offerings because that's not enough money, apparently, to run a business, a startup. Well, it's not really a startup. It's an existing business, but. Uh, my drug, Pavel Dorov, who is the founder of Telegram. If you would like to be on bad crypto, you let us know. We'll cut you a good deal. Only $1.7 million to be on the Red Crypto Podcast. <laughs> uh, Telegram has over 200 million monthly active users with, with get this, over 700,000 new users signing up each day. Uh, Telegram is, you know, one of the, the, the favorite channels for social, for ICOs and existing cryptos to use for their community as well. It's pretty rare when you uh, when we have somebody on that's not using Telegram. And, and we have a Telegram channel. We do. This is yeah. true. This is true. What is that address? address is bedco.in forward slash Telegram. You know what? I'm actually enjoying Telegram more because I've noticed there's no censorship going on on Telegram. Right. There's nobody coming in and saying, ah, demonetizing our channel or any of this other stuff saying you can't have channel on Telegram because uh, Google says so. Uh, so I like that. I think that, you know, we need more channels and I think more channels will start popping up uh, on the blockchain that can take social to the next level. Because, you know what, we are social creatures. I love social media. I'm just really sort of upset with how all the social media sites are today and how they're so sensory and blocking stuff and just nah, i'm not not a big fan of that so hopefully you know new things start popping up over time and uh making the socials more better speaking of um along those same lines andreas antonopoulos who we'd also like to come on the show andreas uh tweeted out this the cloud act Past. It destroys privacy globally, so it had to be snuck into the $1.3 trillion omnibus without debate. Encrypt, 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 go dark. When privacy is criminalized, only criminals have privacy. We got sold out again. What do we know about the Cloud Act? What's this legislation about? 
Okay, so the image that he attached to this, the Cloud Act is a far-reaching, privacy-upending piece of legislation that's going to enable foreign police to collect and wiretap people's communications from U.S. companies without obtaining a U.S. warrant. They're going to allow foreign nations to demand personal data stored in the United States without prior review from a judge. It's going to allow the U.S. president to enter executive agreements that empower police in foreign nations that have weaker privacy laws than the U.S. to seize data in the United States while ignoring U.S. privacy laws. (laughs) It's going to allow foreign police to collect someone's data without notifying them about it and also empower the U.S. police to grab any data regardless if it's a U.S. person's or not, no matter where it's stored. How draconian... Orwellian type is that really, really not good. Andreas's Twitter is a Antonop, a a n t o n o p. If you guys want to follow him there, and he's got he's got a really engaged user base. This tweet's got uh, almost fifty five hundred retweets on it. So uh, he's on he's and, on top. And of if it. you would like to tweet him and tell him to come on Bad Crypto. That would be really awesome. Yeah, please, please do. At Bad Crypto is is us on Twitter. I, you know, I think that tweet speaks for itself. I don't have any further commentary on it. It's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not all roses and uh, unicorn farts. But but some places there are roses and unicorn farts, and one of those places is the state of West Virginia. This article on Bitcoinist.com, West Virginia leads the blockchain based voting pack. In the U.S., they have become the first state to test a blockchain-based mobile app for voting, and it's going to roll out for out-of-state military personnel to be able to vote on blockchain. That is awesome. Now, this was really this this sort of conversation was the entry point that re-engaged me in the blockchain back in, during the elections because everyone was talking about, "Well, oh, Russia hacked the elections and this and that," and everybody was getting all frantic. And I'm like, "Well." How many times has the CIA impacted other people's governments? I mean, it's in the hundreds. Yeah. All right. If you go back and look no. and see all the different things. I didn't hear that on the news, so it didn't happen. Well, you, you really have to go beyond the news to do research on countries that the CIA has engaged in. Uh, and so no, it's kind of like no, the us news, crying sorry, wolf. Travis, but no, the news didn't tell me it was important, so it didn't happen. I only believe what the news tells me. Uh, and so I, I only get ginned well, up and riled up about things that the news tells me I should be uh, upset about. Yeah, I hear you on that, and and, and I feel you. You know, I, I do want to touch base on this because, I, as I think it's interesting, and I think it's a big tragedy that happened just the other day at YouTube where I heard somebody got – there was a, a shooter at YouTube, Yeah, and I immediately – I tweeted out. I go, wow, I wonder if it's somebody who got demonetized that went sh- – before I knew anything, right? I go, wow, I wonder if it's a, somebody who's upset about being demonetized. And once I heard that it was a female who was uh, a Muslim, who was Iranian, um, who shot with not an AK-47 or an AR or whatever, and I was like, I bet this disappears from the news so quickly. And when I got back into the States, I was looking at – I watched CNN today, and they did not talk about it one time. I I don't see any panels being discussed about this because it went totally against their narrative. It wasn't a a certain – person it when it's a certain type of person who does the shooting man they go all up in arms and they freak out about it but if somebody else does it they just kind of ignore it it's kind of how they I, go I don't know how to think about it because they haven't told me yet but since they they're not covering it i guess it's sure. not important 
Mr. Travis yeah, Wright, you're going in. the idea of blockchain. You're going technology. and getting all political there, like Mr. It. Travis Wright. You're going to some people. You're going to hurt their feelings. Well, you know what? I I think that that's okay because in America, we sh- and even in the world, we should be able to discuss topics and not have to worry about hurting somebody's feelings. I don't. I'm not going to agree with everyone 100 percent of the time, and that's because we're not robots. We're not programmed with an algorithm to agree with everyone about everything. And you know what? I remember when I was in high school, we had debates and we were talking about opposing views and actually had civil discourse. I think civil discourse is something that's missing in today's society. People get so all up in arms. You don't believe what I do. You're literally Hitler. And it's just, you know, they call people names and try to, you know, try to take people down that way. I think it's crazy. But back to the news here, blockchain technology being used for voting, that was what I wrote about in the Huffington Post article back in December of 2016. That's the solution that we need. We need to have the ability to vote on the blockchain. Just like when I send you some crypto, Mr. Joel Comp, I can go to Etherscan and I can see that that transaction happened. I need to be able to go to VoteScan, click on that and see my vote transaction to know that it's in the blockchain. Nobody edited it because right now I don't have trust in the voting system because I know my precinct where I voted is using computers from 2004. And that has been proven that somebody with a laptop out in the, in, in the parking lot could hack that. So we need to have a better system and we can complain about the Russians hacking or whatever, but really we just need to have a better solution. And instead of crying about problems, we need to work and find solutions. That's what I think. Let's stop crying and just wipe, wipe your tears, Mr. Travis Wright. <laughs> And let's solve some problems. Uh, speaking of solving problems, uh, the uh, the owners of Ripple solved some big problems. There's a website out there called DonorsChoose.org, and a $20 million crypto donation came in from Ripple, which basically took care of uh, 35000 campaigns that were open on this site for donorschoose.org that's good stuff oh yeah and there are all these donorschoose.org this is for teachers to ask for contributions to fund different classroom initiatives and projects and whatnot and there was nearly thirty six thousand open projects and basically this 29 million dollar donation from ripple comes in and takes care of all of them that's gonna that funding is going to impact twenty eight thousand teachers, Mr. Joel Comp. The the donation is the largest contribution of digital currency ever to a single charity. So so good on you, Ripple. Nice to uh to to help out a worthy cause and uh and, and make some news along the way. That was pretty good. I guess that's maybe one of the reasons that they keep all of that uh I don't even know how many billions of coins or whatever that they have sort of back in their mm-hmm. back stash, but that was also them to utilize some of that wealth and impact the education system. I really like that. That was that's the best news I've heard in a while. That's good news. But some bad news, or maybe bad news, out of India, uh, India's central bank to stop dealing with all crypto-related accounts. Comment- commenters say it's not a ban on crypto. It's the RBI, the Reserve Bank of India, says that they'll no longer provide services to any person or business that deals with cryptocurrencies, adding that it's also looking into releasing its own cryptocurrency in the future. <laughs> we <laughs> imagine yeah, that. we don't like that you're uh, you're making all these monies and we're not getting a piece of it. So, uh you can't do it cuz they suck. But we're going to make our own cuz that'll be great. 
Yeah, that'll be great. We'll use that one instead. And that'll be awesome, you guys. But don't use any of those other ones because that's not the official government sanctioned one. So apparently, I mean, it's not a ban on uh, on crypto. It's just saying that the bank doesn't want to deal with it. Well, I think it's kind of like maybe Chase not allowing you to use your credit card to buy crypto. This is kind of like their bank saying, okay, you can't sell your crypto and then send that money to your bank account here with the 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 RIB bank or whatever. It seems to maybe, me. Maybe this uh, show should be called Good News, Bad News because it's kind of like back and forth. And we close out with this story, the app Robinhood, which I have not used. They have rolled out commission-free crypto trading in four U.S. states. So if you're using the Robinhood application in California, Massachusetts, Missouri, or Montana, which, boy, all over the spectrum, right? Mm, Missouri, oh. Yeah, they'll be the first Robinhood users to benefit from this update where you can buy and sell Bitcoin and Ethereum um, commission free. It, It doesn't cost you anything to do it. And so they're going after Coinbase that charges uh, pretty significant commissions. You know what? I will test this out, Mr. Joel Kahn, because I am in Missouri and living here in the Kansas City area. I will test it out, and I will be the one who can help you stay tuned with the updates. Please do. Let us know. I, you know, th- this um, this app appeals to a, a younger class of non-accredited investors, a group more likely to understand and see the appeal of the cryptos. Oh, you millennials. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is, so they've introduced the you know Bitcoin and Ethereum trading, and they think there's going to be at least 16 more assets popping up soon because right now all the Robinhood users can track Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bcash, Litecoin, Ripple, Ethereum Classic, Zcash, Monero, Dash, Stellar, Quantum, Bitcoin Gold for some reason, Omezago, Neo, Lisk, and Dogecoin. And finally, last bit of news is we have selected a random winner. Uh, for tickets for two to World Crypticon taking place October 30th through November 2nd in Las Vegas. And his name, drumroll please, Richard Tier. Richard, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, you will hear from Bad Crypto Mike, our plucky intern, and find out how to claim your two tickets from World Crypticon. And if you want to be eligible to win tickets, each week we're giving away two, and it will culminate with one person winning the grand prize of an all-expense-paid trip to World Crypticon of Las Vegas, airfare, hotel at the area hotel, and uh, in the full conference, go to badco.in forward slash WCC and sign up for our newsletter. You have to be on the Bad Crypto Podcast newsletter in order to be eligible to win. That sounds like a plan. Congratulations, Richard or Dick, whichever, however you call, Richie, Ricky. I don't know what your nickname is. I can only make assumptions. But I want to say we will see you in Las Vegas. And we hope that you guys have enjoyed this bad news edition of Bad Crypto Podcast. Again, we do intend on going live. And I'm thinking that we'll probably go live in Facebook, assuming that the group function is back on Wednesdays so that we have a Thursday episode. But you won't know if you're not in the mastermind. So badco.in forward slash mastermind. Let us know what you think of this format change and um i will tease you you guys uh, well we won't actually reveal what it is but we are entertaining the notion of another 
format idea. Um, and we're hopeful that it works, and we'll let you know as soon as we have more information on that. Yeah, that's so top secret. I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. You do. You just don't know what I'm referring to. But we'll oh. talk about that uh, after you say stay bad. Astavatsa plochim. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.